0: The following KQED production was produced in high definition.
1: Stress at work, obligations at home, even finding time to relax. At times, we can all end up feeling a bit down or overwhelmed. But for some, life itself is a struggle, with hope and happiness fading each day.
2: To say it's sadness, it's sorrow, it's fear. But depression is much, much worse. It's like being trapped in a room for day upon day, day upon day, without any feelings or emotions.
1: According to the National Institute of Mental Health, 18 million adults suffer each year from depression. It's also the leading cause of disability in the U.S. for people 15 to 44.
0: Depression lasts for at least two weeks and has these major symptoms that impair the the functioning of the person. Low energy, depressed mood, inability to enjoy things, disrupted sleep, disrupted concentration, suicidality.
1: And sometimes, depression can be triggered by a life-changing event, even one of great joy.
2: I had had my son in the evening, about 5 o'clock. It had been a long day, so I had gone to sleep, and I woke up with just this awful feeling, and it, it it wasn't like anything I had ever experienced before. I had been a happy, joyful person, very outgoing, had a lot of friends, and I found myself pushing everyone and everything away.
1: Despite reassurances from her doctor and family, those awful feelings wouldn't go away. What Myra had was far worse than the baby blues.
0: Postpartum depression happens in 10 to 15% of pregnancies. The estrogens and the progesterones that help with the maintenance of the pregnancy are changing in their levels right after birth.
1: Myra resisted taking antidepressants, but after the birth of her second child, she needed relief and started Zoloft. Antidepressants are the most common treatment for depression. More than 160 million prescriptions for them were filled in the U.S. in 2008.
0: Two of the most commonly used classes of medications for depression are the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs. Prozac and Paxil and Zoloft and the serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors or SNRIs.
1: Serotonin and norepinephrine are chemicals in the brain that are critical for communication among neurons, the cells of the brain.
3: Nerve cells can be compared with two people trying to talk with one another and they use neurotransmitters. These are chemicals that one neuron releases and the next one recognizes and responds to. Antidepressant medications change the way the neurotransmitters pass from one neuron to another.
1: But antidepressants are far from silver bullets. 60 to 70 percent of depressed patients don't respond to the first antidepressant they're prescribed and it can take two to three months to know if there's a benefit at all.
2: These are some of the pills, some of the medication that's been prescribed for me over the last few years. There's Lexapro, there's Seroquel, and there's a lot of them here.
1: And then there were the side effects common with antidepressants, like dry mouth and difficulty sleeping. Antidepressants eventually do help roughly two-thirds of the people who take them, despite the side effects. But exactly how they work in the brain is still a bit of a mystery
0: the SSRIs and the SNRIs, as their name suggests, they do immediately block the reuptake or removal of serotonin and norepinephrine from the brain. But that's not really an insight into how they treat depression. And we know this because the patients don't feel better immediately. Some of these medications do cause increased production of new neurons, and we think that is part of how these medications work.
1: But for some patients, the drugs don't help, or in Myra's case, don't help enough. Luckily, newer and more intensive options now exist.
3: Today, we're going to be stimulating Myra's left dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. This area is thought to be underperforming in depression, and we're going to use repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation, or RTMS, to rev up this area of the brain transcranial magnetic stimulation involves very strong magnetic pulses. The rapid magnetic pulses induce small electrical currents inside of the nerve cells in the brain. By repeating these pulses, it exercises these neurons, and over a period of days to weeks, that area of the brain stays more active even when we're no longer pulsing it.
1: In 2008, the FDA cleared the use of a TMS device for the treatment of depression among patients who fail to respond to at least one antidepressant. But TMS is expensive, between five dollars and $7,000 for roughly a month of treatment.
2: It wasn't until about the 15th session when there was something happening where the person I was 12 years before, all of a sudden, I felt like that person.
1: According to Dr. Schneider, two-thirds of his patients have benefited from a series of TMS treatments and those benefits typically last from three months to a year or more. But the key to developing even more effective treatments may lie with a deeper knowledge of how the disease impairs individual neurons or brain cells.
0: In psychiatric disease, it's not like a stroke, it's not as if some neurons are dead. The only problem is they're not working right.
1: At Stanford University in Palo Alto, Carl Deisseroth is trying to build an accurate model of the depressed brain by studying its activity in real time. It's a bit like trying to zero in on every car zooming along a highway.
0: The heart is also an electrical device, but only beats about once per second. Things in the brain are about a thousand times faster, so we need tools that are very fast to truly start to speak the language of the brain.
1: The brain is a complex, rapid-fire symphony of billions of neurons. Using a technique developed by Diceroth called optogenetics, light can be used to not only listen to this symphony, but to actually control the volume of individual brain cells. Light is needed because it's fast enough to keep up with their electrical activity. But first, the neurons must be made light-sensitive.
0: We take these light-sensitive proteins, which we call opsins, from algae and ancient forms of bacteria that use light for their own purposes. They make small proteins that, in response to light, move ions very well.
1: The light-sensitive proteins are genetically engineered to work in the brains of rodents that are put into a depressed like state. Then, specific parts of the rodent's brains can be controlled in real time, using light.
0: And this allows us to go in and ask the very simple question, which could not have been addressed before, which cells in which brain regions need to be turned up or turned down, and in what pattern to treat depression? And for that purpose, what we'll do is use a very thin fiber optic like this. We can use it to target virtually any area in the brain that we would like to target. And the different colors of light coming from the end of the fiber represent different channels of control that we have.
1: For instance, blue light increases activity in certain brain cells, and yellow light decreases it.
0: What we see here is a measurement of electrical activity represented as a red color flowing through in a C-shaped pattern through a brain structure called the hippocampus. And what we found was that in the depressed state in rodents that activity died out earlier did not flow as far. This is what we would also expect to see happen in a human brain. Using antidepressants we can correct this problem, we can make the activity flow more robustly, more strongly through the neural circuit. The goal now is to use optogenetics to use light to achieve the same effect.
1: Philippe Golden, a research scientist at Stanford, and his colleague Kelly Werner are also exploring the circuitry of depression. But they're using language, not light, to reveal the negative self-beliefs and thoughts that punctuate the illness.
0: In the case of people with major depression, they're suffering from cognitive distortions or negative self-beliefs. For example, no one loves me, I'm not worthy,
3: Uh, Well, I I did ask this this guy out that
2: I liked.
0: Cognitive behavioral therapy helps people to really consider the evidence of is the way that I'm thinking right now factual, valid, even beneficial.
1: Unlike traditional talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, does not take years to produce results. CBT typically takes three to four months to help patients reframe the negative self-thoughts that so recur, especially in stressful life events.
2: One rejection does not mean that you will not have a meaningful relationship.
1: Research has shown that cognitive behavioral therapy, when administered for several months, is just as effective as antidepressants for the treatment of mild to moderate depression. Brain scans help illuminate its effects. We can actually let the brain speak for itself and let the brain show
0: us when a person is getting better. With cognitive behavioral therapy, we actually see that emotion reactivity brain regions are actually being dampened down while areas that have to do with cognitive control are increased.
2: Great progress today.
0: With
1: cognitive behavioral therapy, we're seeing changes in the brain that are literally related to reduction in depressive symptoms. And regardless of the treatment option, as rational thinking begins to translate the language of depression, hope becomes a word that's used once again.
2: If I had one thing or a few things I could say to someone who's dealing with depression today is not to give up, no matter what. In all probability, there's an answer out there.